Hello lovely, it's so nice to be back with you in the second half of 2023 at the time of recording. When we last met here on the podcast, I was sharing how this year had not been what I ordered or expected and how I'd been sort of taking care of myself and navigating through the first half of the year. That theme of general uncertainty has very much continued over the summer and looks set to be a bit of a theme for the year. And it hasn't been an easy time, to be totally honest with you. And what I have found is that sometimes when things aren't great, that's usually when we need to sort of tap into our resources and and really take care of ourselves. Although if you're anything like me, that's the last thing you feel like doing. So I wanted to share with you in this episode, you know, some of the details, kind of catch you up, but also to give you this really effective, compassionate, quite simple, deceptively simple, I think, process, a self-reflection process for how you can support yourself if you are also going through times of uncertainty. So even if things are sweet right now, you can come back to this episode later on to to tap in and see how you can support yourself. Hey guys and gals and non-binary pals, this is Courage and Spice, the podcast for humans with self-doubt, hosted by me, Sass Petherick. I'm a coach and supervisor and I'm a little bit obsessed with how we heal the root causes of our self-doubt. On the podcast, you can expect interviews with delightful humans and evidence-based resources and original coaching tools. So if self-doubt is holding you back, then Courage and Space was made especially for you with so much love. I'm so glad you're here. So I had planned to take three months off, largely, just doing sort of the basics. We had a number of behind-the-scenes projects and and my little business to to get on with and mostly Kay my business manager who is also my podcast producer and is generally brilliant had organized for us to to sort of get onto a new email subscription and we've been sorting out our online calendar service and just general things like that those kind of annoying glitchy bits and pieces that you never quite have time to get to when things are busy We had a number of those kinds of projects, which didn't need a lot of my input. So I was planning on kind of sorting out this move to New Zealand and getting on with resting and having a proper break. And actually what ended up happening was I had my annual heart checkup and we discovered through that process that there is actually an additional issue with my with my heart. This meant quite a lot of uncertainty. It means tests and likely additional surgery. The consultant that I met with was brilliant, but she needed to consult with the main guy who was on holiday at the time. And my heart is quite interesting to the Bristol Heart Institute. I've been, my case has been written up in the the British Medical Journal, which is kind of fun. But there is a sense of real ownership from from that, from that my doctors. And they wanted to sort out this additional issue before I go to New Zealand. Even though this felt like it was a really care-laden 
thing to do and something that's important to look at, there was a possibility that this could be, you know, depending on what the tests come back with, a relatively small, quite everyday procedure called ablation, where they use some a kind of keyhole surgery to basically they cauterize my heart and get this pump that has got some issues with it going. But there was also a chance that it could be a bloody great open up the chest Grey's Anatomy playing the sad music type deal. <laughs> and I didn't really know what was going to happen. And just the thought of the recovery and the pain and feeling so helpless, everything just felt like it was suddenly in this place of deep uncertainty. And the timing of this could not be worse. As I've sort of shared last time, we've decided to move our lives to New Zealand for a couple of years, back to Aotearoa, to mostly spend time with my mother-in-law, who is in the last season of her life. And moving countries is very much a non-trivial task. Ash had already booked his flights. We'd already booked packers for what we intended to ship. And there was a sort of deadline approaching to, you know, if we were going to make any changes without incurring fees, that was fast approaching. So all of this was kind of going on behind the scenes of this news from my checkup. Meanwhile, our, our lovely Lady Badger cat, who has been with us for 15 years, was experiencing some increasing discomfort in her back legs. She has cerebral palsy in her back legs and also once fell out of a window, which meant she had a titanium hip. And Ash and I had sort of talked about the idea that it would be probably too much for her to travel to New Zealand. And so we were kind of umming and ahhing about what to do. And on top of this, I'm late handing in my supervision written work for this training I've been doing over the last 18 months. And I'm thinking about my work and how do I take my business to New Zealand and things like, you know, do I want to be a supervisor? Do I want that to be a major part of my work? And I'm also at the start of the summer really toying with what do I do with self-belief school because I've sold this as a year-long program and that means you know based on the timing of it that in October we'll be coming up to the end and I'm not sure that I want this to end this is just for the for the first class and you know that those those folks who are in that class are also saying that they want to keep working together and we have this lovely regular coaching group and these women are just astonishing to me we have a real bond and that relationship is developing and they are getting so much from this and I'm loving it so I'm sort of thinking gosh what do I do and SBCA is three years old we've had almost a hundred coaches and through five classes that have this the last class is about just over halfway through and I'm thinking that I want to refresh some of the lessons and, you know, think about the graduate program, which hasn't really had much of my energy or attention, but I have some ideas for that. So there's all of that going on and the kind of taxes and the registering of a business in another country and the freaking time zones. And yeah, all of this is kind of playing out on top of this news that I now may need to have 
relatively serious heart surgery. So it's been a lot. <laughs> and, you know, maybe you can relate, perhaps not to, to those specific details, but, you know, all of us have these periods where it just feels like there's a lot more complexity, right? We have a lot of responsibilities for small humans or furry beings, businesses, creativity. We're contributing to, to teams, to organizations. We have caring responsibilities. And, you know, there are these then these additional things beyond our control. You know, adulting in this time has real periods of strain. And often there is no neat solution. There is no quick fix. There is just this sort of sense that oh, we can't stop. We have to keep going. And I don't know about you, but the thing that I always forget when it feels like it's too much is that I forget there's no destination, right? That there is unlikely, I'm unlikely to get to a time where there aren't some strains or pressures or some kind of constraint, there is no point waiting for that, right? I need to figure out a way to support myself in this stuff of life. And so that's what I wanted to share with you today, because it's super helpful to be able to support yourself even when, right? Even when it's uncertain, even when there's stuff beyond your control, even when you have all of these complex responsibilities and other stuff that's just playing on your mind. And when I'm in it, I always forget that I have resources, right? I I have, and you have, a healthy adult self, the part of us that has access to real resources, ways of offering ourselves care and support, and sometimes tools and approaches. And I see this as a real relationship. It needs tending to. It needs energy and, you know, often a conversation, time spent together to build some trust. And the payoff of this, the payoff of having access to our healthy adult self is massive. We spend a lot of time in self-belief school just learning how to cultivate a really great relationship with your healthy adult self, how to build that capacity to take care of you, even when everything feels like it might be falling apart or you're just not sure what's going to happen. When you have this relationship, it means that whatever's going on, however long it takes, you won't abandon yourself. And to me, that feels like the most important relationship we'll ever have. It has impacts for how you speak to yourself, how you treat yourself, how you take care of yourself when things aren't going great, how you celebrate yourself when they are. So I just wanted to share with you a really simple practice that has been hugely helpful for me to access that healthy adult self. It's been kind of several times a day process for me over the last few months. And it's a self-reflection practice. It's super simple, but I think it's deceptively simple. Because if you let yourself answer these two questions very honestly, regularly, in a way that opens yourself up, you will meet yourself. You will meet who you are right now. And sometimes that can be uncomfortable. We're often a little bit afraid of 
who we might find if we really knew who we were, if we really took the time to know ourselves. But these are the two questions that I've been asking myself and I've been doing it on morning walks or in my journal or just when I'm kind of taking a breath, sometimes in the shower, right? And the two questions are, how are you feeling and what do you need right now? And sometimes I'll ask those questions in a way that is very much kind of being my own parent, right? Honey, how are you feeling? What do you really need right now? Right? It's, it's actually in the voice of my healthy adult self or who I imagine that, that part of me to be. So I think, you know, I find this especially helpful. Like I think the reason why this is so effective is that you are acknowledging that you have needs and emotions, right? And if like me, you maybe grew up with perhaps a lot of responsibility or at a young age, or you felt maybe that no one really understood you or that you're a bit of an outsider, which by the way, is a really common aspect of, you know, living with self-doubt. These questions are a way of kind of, getting interested in what's going on for ourselves in a way that may have been missing perhaps from our childhood or just our 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 external relationships it's not often that people will ask us with genuine kind of care and curiosity like how are you feeling and what do you need right now so I've also found that in times of real uncertainty these two questions help me open up Right, and actually be with myself rather than my natural tendency, which is to stay in doing mode. So I've been asking myself these questions a lot over the last few months. I highly encourage you to just start this as a practice. You don't have to make a big old production out of it. You don't need a special journal, I promise you. <laughs> but just even pausing the podcast right now and just tapping in, what, what are you feeling right now? And what do you need right now? So, and I just wanted to share with you, like mostly as I've read back to kind of prep for this episode, I felt at various times really frightened of this possible big surgery, really almost childlike, also quite resentful that despite all my efforts this year to be as healthy and as strong as I can be, this, the cause of this condition is is a hereditary genetic anomaly right there's literally nothing I can do to impact this I felt worried that I'm causing so much inconvenience to Ash to our move and our extended family because the knock-on effects are, are quite big right now I've also felt really kind of like I wanted to have a tantrum like bloody hell, why is this happening? The unfairness of it all just has felt like a lot. And I felt really confused about what to do about my business. And I sort of gone into that, what I call scapegoat mode, where it just feels like everything is too hard. Everything is too complex. And I just want to hide. And when I've allowed myself just to be totally honest about all of these sometimes quite off-brand feelings, right, these temporary emotions, when I've allowed myself to feel that, then I can tap into, but what do I need right now? And at various times, I've needed hugs, I've needed reassurance, understanding, compassion, to cry at the unfairness of it all, to make some decisions, to nap, 
to talk about how I'm feeling and feel a little less alone in it, to go to the gym and lift heavy things and get out of my head, to get lost in a book or a movie, to play with Bodhi and just be kind of in the moment. It's been a huge couple of months because I haven't abandoned myself. I'm so thankful that I've stayed with myself and felt all these feelings and paid attention to my needs. The payoff has been huge because I haven't burnt myself out trying to keep doing to avoid the discomfort. I haven't numbed out. These are my usual quite sort of shadow comforts, the ways that I tend to comfort myself that don't really serve me. And it's meant that as more kind of information has come, I've been able to feel some real like satisfaction and pride at how I've just navigated all of this within myself, even though, you know, there's a shit ton of discomfort that comes from having a tantrum as an almost 50 year old. So all to say that these questions allow you to be with yourself. How are you feeling? What do you need? And some of the other outcomes that have been a bit unexpected is that I felt closer to Ash than in a long time. Like there's been a real level of trust and intimacy that's come from me being willing to to be vulnerable and to just say, I am really worried that I'm just creating a shit ton of inconvenience here and that maybe you're going to just feel stressed out and upset with me because of this, even though you know it's not my fault. And he just was, without hesitation, very clear that there was no way he was leaving until we knew what all of this meant. I realized that it's the first time I've kind of let him take care of me without feeling like I had to put on a bit of a front that I, you know, I do have this, but it's nice that you want to share it with me. And I've really shared my messy feelings with my my women friends without having any resolution. And if you're also, you know, kind of take on that idea of being the strong one, this can feel super vulnerable, but of course it's been fine. <laughs> and and I think honestly has probably deepened the connection in my close friendships because I've just allowed them to see this other side of me. And my relationship with myself has really deepened. Like I have this kind of new level of trust that I can I can be different. I don't have to be constantly doing. I have other ways of being with myself when times are really uncertain. And just to let you know, it, it seems now that the the big surgery, the, the Grey's Anatomy situation is probably going to be unlikely. The, the, the head surgeon who was on holiday has come back and said that he thinks there are sort of diminishing returns from doing that. So I need to have some more tests. It's likely that there'll be some smaller procedures that I'll need. But all of this has meant that We've decided to postpone our trip back to New Zealand until the new year. So it it sort of has had a a knock-on effect. I've also completely reviewed my business and how I want to to show up to my work in the the coming months and, and really in the next few years while we're in Aotearoa. 
And I've made some really lush decisions about this that I feel really good about. And I'll share it in a later episode. But I just wanted to share this, this approach with you because I think sometimes we can feel like when, when the world or our lives feel really complex and uncertain and big, it's almost like we need to meet that with a big solution. You know, we kind of make the, the way to fix that or the way to, to somehow impact that positively. We also feel like that's got to be big and complex. But actually, I found that the simpler the solution, the more likely we are to do it. And asking myself these two questions, how are you feeling? What do you need? And really allowing myself to be completely honest, no matter how uncomfortable it feels, and to act on what I need. It has built a a new relationship with, with myself. I feel like there's a lot of healing that's gone on, even in all of this kind of crappy uncertainty. <laughs> so yeah, I just wanted to share that with you. I hope that that helps if you too have had a, an unexpected summer or or you're just in a place where it feels like life's a lot right now. Come back to you. Come back to yourself. Don't abandon you. You are so, so worthy of your own attention. All right, lovely. I'm going to be back with you soon, but I hope this helps. Take care of you and I'll see you soon. 